It's Yana and Ivana, and welcome to our podcast. You can say that again. Episode two, season two. <laughs> I love it. It feels so weird to say, it doesn't is. it? Yeah, but I'm really proud of us that we've gone to season two. Literally, amazing. I yeah. know. And I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode mm-hmm. with our special guest, Kira. Yeah, we really Loved enjoyed it. doing it. Yeah. Like it was so much fun. I mm-hmm. really think we discussed some really good yeah. points, really, really and good especially points. Kira's advice on like her yeah. younger self was mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, no, she's really, really educational. Yeah. She's so much good points advice. No, it was really good. I love that episode yeah One so good yeah. slightly <laughs> different this yeah. week we told you the, the quote <laughs> last week which was the hardest thing about dyslexia is learning how to spell it mm. and as a dyslexic person I can agree <laughs> <laughs> I love it <laughs> it is true yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah I think it's that this is such a empowering and good topic of that yeah. isn't it because mm-hmm. I'm really excited to talk about it so I suppose I'm Miss Ireland this year and as part of that you have a beauty with a purpose Um, and I have a lot of strands in my beauty with a purpose but one that I'm really really excited and really happy about is that I'm an ambassador for the Sexy Association of Ireland Mm -hmm. and so I just think that it's so important to bring awareness to this topic and to try and fight some of the misconceptions and just offer education on it because I think you know a lot of people myself included when I was younger don't really know exactly what it means to be dyslexic Mm. and don't really understand it I I can say I definitely didn't when I was younger definitely I think there's a lot of myths it's something you you might think you know what it is but it's actually completely different once you really learn about it and Mm -hmm. hopefully this will help you understand more about it Mm -hmm. um so, yeah. so what is this what does it mean what does yeah. it mean to be dyslexic and um, so I suppose it affects everyone differently so that's really important and I think especially let's say for teachers in school or parents that are you know trying to support and help their children it's important to know that every child will be different so you really do have to sit mm-hmm. down and have a conversation with if you're a teacher the parents and the child or if you know the parent the child to really see how it does affect them you know, it's a spectrum. It can be mm. mild, it can be more severe. Um, but basically, in general, it's to do with having difficulties with language processing and phonics, you know, how you pronounce things, mm-hmm. reading, writing, spelling. So mm. everything kind of associated with language processing. Um, you know, and then for some people, that might be more obvious in their reading skills. For other people, you know, it might be more in their spelling. Um, and as I say, it is a big spectrum. Mm. Um, but, you know, there is some underlying kind of things that connect it for everybody. Yeah. Um, and I suppose for me, it probably would have been my reading aloud. Um, so the first misconception I'd like to talk about is that people that are dyslexic don't like to read. So I can say hand on heart, that's not true. So I loved reading when I was younger, but reading in the comfort of my own home to myself, like not allowed, just yes. reading a book, like in my bed, I read so much fiction, you know, countless, countless books and yeah. I really enjoyed it. But if you put me in a classroom setting, like when I was in school and asked me to read a paragraph aloud, that gave me so much anxiety about, you know, what if I make a mistake and you know, I kind of felt that 
everyone felt that way in school. Yeah, and, and I feel like just on that, yeah, a lot of people do kind of feel that way. Yeah, but I suppose it's kind of hard because when you're talking about mm-hmm. the, I suppose, the differentiation, the classification yeah. from I suppose mild to severe. Yeah, it's kind of hard in in primary school. I feel because yeah, everyone's absolutely. sometimes people are just slow learners. It takes yeah. people longer. Mm-hmm. Um, so and like in primary school I feel like they yeah. do these little tests where they try and categorize people in these yes. like set structures and that's mm-hmm. probably the first thing that's wrong because yeah. you know people get put in like lower maybe classifications yeah, in absolutely. English in language for example yeah. or whatever with mm-hmm. extra support yeah. and when people aren't aware that maybe mm-hmm. it could be dyslexia you know they're not getting the exactly. appropriate support that they need for sure and you know I think that sometimes it can be easier to diagnose someone that has severe dyslexia mm. because it's just more obvious Um, whereas you know if someone has a milder form like you know or someone that's still doing well in school so that's something that my Mm. family would say because I wasn't diagnosed until my late teenage years which is quite late for you know a diagnosis but you know my parents would say I still got really good grades you know I got A's and B's and everything and so they never really considered that I that I would have had a learning difficulty because of that Mm -hmm. and but I think it's so important to realize you know that dyslexia and intelligence aren't linked at all you know there is no connection between the two of them Mm -hmm. you know most people that are dyslexic have average or above average IQs Mm -hmm. um, and they can excel and do so well academically which is something I feel so strongly about you know typically people think oh if you're dyslexic you can excel in the arts and that's so true you know many people that are dyslexic are so creative so good at music and you know Irish and drama, mm. acting, and everything, but you can still do really well academically. Absolutely, um, you know. you're a prime example. <laughs> <laughs> you know. um, but I think that is such a misconception. Yeah. That actually, I'm glad you're covering it so mm. early on because some people, yeah. you know, maybe when their child's diagnosed or when they're diagnosed yeah. themselves, mm-hmm. they might think of it as a limitation yes. rather than yeah. it can actually be such a strength and an advantage oh, to them. Absolutely, you know? because you have to build such, you know, problem solving. You need to teach yourself, learn how to learn differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know you have to challenge yourself so I always say that I'd like dyslexia to be known as a learning challenge so yes. not as learning difficulty because that kind of the word difficulty is associated with negativity sometimes I feel it is so I think learning difference or learning challenge I think challenge is the mm-hmm. best because challenge is really positive you and know, you can and overcome challenges and exactly. it's exciting to absolutely be in a challenge. Yeah. definitely yeah. and so yeah I think it's really important to think of it like that you know you get good resilience you become really logical and you kind of have to learn to think outside the box you know I think I'm glad I'm dyslexic I think it's really helped me in my life and Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be where I am today I wouldn't be who I am today if I wasn't dyslexic um and I think I definitely have gotten so much benefits from it and it's really helped me you know when I learn now I try and learn things in every different route possible because that's what works best best Mm -hmm. for me you know if I'm studying or when I was studying when I was in school I'd read it, I'd write it out, I'd then read it after I've written it out, I'd highlight it, I'd, you know, talk to someone. And I think that's actually something really important. If anyone's studying exams, I think once you understand something and if you understand it Mm -hmm. enough to explain it to someone, then you know it. Yeah, the teach back method is actually proven to be one of the best. Incredible, really good. And I definitely found that helped me. Um, And I think, you know, once you realize, look, I'm dyslexic, it just means that I have to learn Mm -hmm. differently. Yeah. And once you have that realization, that's the most important thing, because I think sometimes the biggest difficulty stems from you not knowing. Mm. So for me, especially, like I was saying earlier, yeah. when I was in school and I had that incredible like 
pit in my stomach, the massive anxiety. Like, you know, I've spoken to people about this. Like, I used to be so scared that the teacher would ask me to read, yeah. which is horrible. And it I just is. thought that that's what everyone felt like, you know. Mm. I didn't realise looking back now it was so obvious that these are all mm-hmm. symptoms or these are all showing that I was dyslexic but I didn't have an understanding of what it meant to be dyslexic when I was younger um mm. but you and know you wouldn't because when you know this isn't covered in school they don't no. touch on dyslexia and I suppose exactly. I don't even know if many teachers or if teachers are even taught to maybe spot those signs yeah and they probably should be realistically mm-hmm. yeah. because it's very important, like you say, if yeah. you had known, yeah. you would have been, first, the awareness, exactly. which is like yeah. the main thing yeah. you need to understand, and then Absolutely. teach yourself, yeah. and I suppose, mm-hmm. distinguish what way is best for you to learn, how yeah. you could have been better supported in school, True. regardless of you having, you know, yeah. been very good academically. Exactly, yeah. Do you know? It would have been easier. Exactly. Like, I obviously had to work that little bit harder to to get my good results than mm-hmm. what I would have had maybe if I had additional supports in school. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's so true because mm. it's funny, one of the first people that I remember mentioning it to me was um, a newly qualified teacher that came okay. in when I was in the sixth year um, mm. who asked me, kind of took me aside and said, are you dyslexic? And yeah. I was like, oh no, no, I'm not. No, yeah. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but it's so funny because she was right, you know, yeah. so it's funny how you can go through, you know, a lot of years in school and just kind of not have that noted. And mm. I think it is tough when someone is doing okay academically. Yeah. Um, Cause you kind of, you know, people knew my writing was messy. You know, I've messy handwriting. We spoke about this yeah. before. <laughs> I have typically doc is writing. <laughs> Um, but mm. I suppose I was also quite good at kind of masking is the word that they use or covering yeah. up for it. So if I was, you know, writing something or in an exam and I couldn't spell something, I'd find a different way to spell it. Mm. Or if I couldn't write a sentence or I wasn't happy with it, I'd just find another way to write it. Yeah. You know, I have vivid memories of being in an exam and knowing the right answer not being able to or not being confident that I was able to spell it you know who knows maybe I would have been if I actually tried and put something down so just writing it a different way that wasn't Mm. exactly correct but Mm. was the same way to say it if that makes sense yeah so it's just wild like your brain's going like 100 miles an hour trying to you know think of alternative (laughs) ways to kind of work around it and but yeah so I think having that diagnosis is a huge thing because now you know if I have to ask someone, you know, Yana, how do you spell this? Or yeah. am I spelling that right? I can say, oh, it's it's because I'm dyslexic. You know, yeah. it, it allows me to be comfortable about maybe not spelling something 100% or maybe if I read a word wrong, you know, phonics are something that, mm. you know, if I haven't seen a word before and if it's a new word that I haven't associated. So I find if I've seen a word before, someone said it or I've said it and I know how to read it, I'll remember it. But it's more that I remember the visual of the word then, mm-hmm. then I'm actually reading the phonics of it. So okay. the, you yeah. know, the phonological alphabet that people talk about and everyone's thought about it when they're children. Yeah. Like that doesn't really make too much sense mm. to me. You know, I yeah. just find it easier if I see a word, I visualize the word as a whole and just know how to say it. Yeah. So if I'm, you know, shown a new word, sometimes I mightn't break it up properly or I won't get the phonics of that word right if I yeah. haven't been taught how to say it or haven't heard someone I've else say it. it. Before, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm. So that's kind of something that that's, I think in secondary school that makes it a little harder then, you know, if you're put in front of a class to read, it can affect your self-esteem for sure. You know, I think that that's something that maybe people don't really talk about too much with dyslexia. 
the, the effect that it can have on you mentally mm-hmm. you know definitely for older adults I actually feel really really sorry for older adults mm-hmm. that maybe don't have a diagnosis of dyslexia because I think years ago if you had these type of problems or these difficulties and mm-hmm. um, people would have just said oh you're silly you're, mm-hmm. you're stupid and yeah that's really really tough there is still a stigma there that needs yeah. to be broken mm-hmm. um and even you know people in school who yeah. like have dyslexia and were diagnosed mm-hmm. in secondary school yeah. you know they were getting additional support which was great yeah. but then i feel like certain people would have thought oh they're it. stupid like yeah. oh they need extra help yeah when really they're actually so lucky to be getting that help absolutely and yeah. it's like actually helping them mm-hmm. learn in ways yeah. that the rest of us mm-hmm. i suppose in the classroom generally speaking didn't wouldn't understand. need or didn't yeah. you know yeah. exactly like you say mm-hmm. yeah we, it's just a yeah. different style i think yeah. that's what's so important their their needs are catered for which yeah. which is like the right way it should be absolutely. that way absolutely and that's yeah. actually a really good point yana so 10 percent of the population they estimate are dyslexic mm-hmm. but it's okay. so important that the other 90 percent understand it as well because yeah. you know if the other people in the classroom had known exactly what it meant to be dyslexic then they wouldn't maybe have had that same stigma that they mm-hmm. would have felt towards those people that had to go to the, the extra classes or yeah. get extra supports. Um, mm. And I think, you know, sometimes those things all stem from not having an understanding. Absolutely. You, know, you understand exactly what something is, you can accept it, you can you can help other people, you know. Yeah. Which is really important. And support them, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Don't make it a thing that's bad, mm. you know. Rather encourage them and, you know, yeah. try figure out what way you can best help them. Yeah. Because like that, I think mm-hmm. that kind of goes back to the teach-back method as well. Exactly. Yeah. You know, if someone's struggling a little mm. bit, you can actually help them. But yeah. if you don't know how to help them, I think that's kind of hard then, isn't Absolutely, it? Absolutely, yeah. And even for teachers, that goes mm-hmm. for teachers as well. For you sure, know? yeah. Yeah, um, because so uh, statistic, 80% of people, think that being dyslexic means that you have a lower intelligence or that it affects your intelligence so that's huge like and the fact that that is a misconception and that 80% of people believe it just goes to show how much education is needed about this topic out there in the world I think that's definitely true I would Mm -hmm. say even say just speaking back from secondary school I think that if you'd asked the students in my class they would have agreed with that absolutely and I probably would have at one stage in my life too had I I not you know yeah Yeah, definitely Uh, and like that even when that mm. teacher asked you are you sex you're like no of course yeah. I'm not like I I is, you know exactly <laughs> yeah absolutely I was like what is she on about there's no way I could be dyslexic <laughs> do you know so it's such a yeah. common misconception when mm-hmm. it's not broadly spoken about and not yeah. covered how are you meant to know any better exactly. you know and yeah. I think it's like you're it's kind of like this misconception passed on from generations mm-hmm. and that's where the cycle needs to be like broken 100% mm. so that's something I'm hoping to do you know and I'm hoping mm-hmm. that people realise that it doesn't affect your intelligence you can be incredible you can achieve amazing things academically things outside the academics you can you can be creative that it gives Mm -hmm. you so much benefits you know i don't want it to be viewed as something negative for the person that is dyslexic for Mm -hmm. their friends their family for everyone in the world i want people to realize it should be seen as a positive positive thing yeah something positive i'm dyslexic it means that I've great logical thinking I'm really creative you know it doesn't have to be seen as a negative and it doesn't limit you in any way you know I think that's really important as well Mm -hmm. is you know expressing that to your child or to yourself or you know whoever you it might be that you know has dyslexia I think Mm. that's so important it's 
it isn't a limitation you no, can achieve sure. anything and look Absolutely. you've gone yeah. off to college yeah. your doctor like that's mm. like a prime example exactly. you're so yeah. creative mm-hmm. in terms of like you play so many instruments yeah. so I think it just goes to show like you can be an all rounder yeah absolutely don't let anything hold you back you know dyslexia yeah. anything else in your life I just, I yeah. just think you shouldn't let anything stop you from achieving what you want to achieve mm-hmm. might take you a little bit longer you know you might have yeah. to put in that little bit more effort than the person sitting beside you in the classroom but at the end of the day mm-hmm. if you both get to the finish line you both get to the end of that race you know yeah you still graduate you still do and achieve everything you want to achieve you know the hard work that you've had to put in or maybe that little bit of extra work actually goes to benefit you in the long run and you're going to nearly me like more proud of yourself oh absolutely you know yeah, like absolutely. it's an extra achievement for sure for yeah sure, and Ivana what are the kind of supports people get then you know yeah in secondary school versus mm-hmm. maybe college you know yeah. some people might know so in a secondary school um so some people will have a reader so they kind of look at your um, your results so when you go for your assessment they do initially um, an IQ test which uh, tests what your intelligence or what your IQ is mm-hmm. and then they also look at your kind of uh, reading skills your writing skills your spelling and they uh, plot them or they have give you a percentage okay um, so let's say they put you on like percentile from like the 99 being the top one of the top mm-hmm. percentile all the way down to like the bottom you yeah. know one percent um, and typically when you're dyslexic your IQ or the intelligence is on the higher and then there's a yeah. gap between mm. that and what you'd be achieving for your writing and your spelling and your reading mm-hmm. so they look at those results and then see what supports they can offer you in the places where you need the most and um, so mm-hmm. Let's say some people have someone that will write it for them so they'll be able to get a scribe. Some people will have a reader. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some people will use a laptop. Um, Extra time is a big one. I know for me that was really good. So in Leaving Cert, you get 10 extra minutes per hour of the exam. So, you know, if it's a three-hour exam, it's a half an hour. So it's really good because it just gives you that little bit more time Mm -hmm. to, like, read through it, make sure that you're processing the question that you're reading correctly. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, when you're dyslexic, you might kind of need a little bit more time to process it or a little bit more time to read it. Yeah. Um, And it gives you that little bit more time to to think. Um, So I think that was really beneficial. Mm. Um, Typically, you have your own room or you can Mm. maybe in a room with other people that have have like learning um, difficulties and um, so that's quite good mm. um, so and then some people will have support in the classroom or go to classes so I didn't actually attend any of those classes yeah. just because I wasn't diagnosed mm-hmm. um, at the Sarsia Secondary School but some people as you said earlier would go and they'd have yeah. extra supports in reading or just extra help with English or yeah. wherever kind of they need it which is brilliant I think that's so it's great. It's great because it's tailored isn't yeah. it? I actually didn't realise that mm-hmm. in terms of I suppose they yeah. use your assessment exactly. to personalize what will best benefit you absolutely yeah, which is brilliant yeah, yeah. Um, and then in second in in uh, college yeah. yeah university um so you also get some extra time which is great, great. um you ha- can have so instead of let's say a person reader in person so mm. you, you sometimes could have a reader in person if okay. it's just you doing the exam but typically for you know the mm. midterms when there's lots of other people that are dyslexic in the room yeah. they get everyone in the one room so okay <laughs> yourself and all your other dyslexic colleagues yeah. <laughs> um will be in the one room and they'll give you earphones and they'll okay. have the paper on a computer and you can highlight the section and then get it to like read it to you if you feel you need a reader oh, and they can have scribes then for some people that would need scribes mm-hmm. um, and you also which is great can have a waiver for 
spelling and grammar. So that's a big one. That's so, big. Yeah, no, it is. You Especially know. For, for spelling, you don't have to worry, God, if I, I have this answer, but I might have one letter wrong in this word. And that's like exactly what you were saying. You were yeah. changing your answer based on something you yeah. knew how to spell and know. portray. Instead of putting the right way, answer. You know? yeah. Which, thinking back now, I think that's yeah. wild. I'm like, I can't believe that I yeah. didn't write the right answer even though I knew it because I was worried that I'd have a letter or two wrong in it yeah Um, so it's great that they do give you that spelling um, and grammar waiver so you know if you have the right idea there but you mightn't just have your grammar and the sentence perfect that you can still get the same Mm -hmm. marks at the same points you know it is absolutely kind of a fairer system to kind of go about it yeah Yeah. so no it is really good and you know once you have the diagnosis there are really good supports there Mm -hmm. and then also the dyslexia association of ireland their website is really brilliant um i recommend anyone that is dyslexic you know adult child or parents with a child to go on um to that website they've lots of supports they've information about assessments Mm -hmm. and my favorite kind of new thing they have is they have this new hub where they have videos from people speaking about their experiences being dyslexic and honestly I watched them I think a few weeks ago and I just related so much to what everyone was saying (laughs) they have teachers they have lecturers they've people from all uh, different professions different paths in life different ages and just the similarities and the feeling really you know everyone has different presentations but Mm -hmm. we all have that same feeling we've all felt that anxiety that shame sometimes you know yeah it, it is there to different extents but it's just nice to know that other people felt that way too absolutely mm-hmm. and i think when you say the relatability again is yeah. they have a list actually on their website with yeah. famous people who have dyslexia which is amazing yeah. and do you know what i didn't realize that yeah. the amount of people that actually have dyslexia yeah. that are you know mm-hmm. celebrities which yeah. it's wild like, it's, it's probably one of my favorites because yeah. he's such a like renowned author yeah. Um, and you know poet that yes. he's known for his English language skills mm-hmm. and yet he is dyslexic it's so I wild. think it just goes to show you that it doesn't hold you back even with languages of course you it know? doesn't no no um, definitely so there were so many amazing. on there yeah. just off the top of my head Albert Einstein yes. Tom Holland Jennifer Anderson yeah. yeah like just so all different I jobs. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. And they categorise them actually in yeah, their like, really line nice. of work, which is yeah. really interesting to see, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. I think it's definitely a really good resource yeah. to have a look at their website mm-hmm. and even just get a better understanding. Um, yeah. I think it's just the awareness of it is really important. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the next few weeks, I'm going to be answering questions on my Instagram. So the Dyslexia Association Ireland do um, a top 40 questions. Okay. So they're really, really good. They have their own little tiles on their Instagram. So go follow their Instagram. Um, and they answer them underneath them. Um, but over the next few weeks, I'm going to be putting them on my story and then answering them via video as well. So just Amazing. a video on my story. Because I know for me, I like having things in different ways. So you'll be able yeah. to read it underneath their tile. You'll be able to see the visual of their question. And then I'll also talk through them as well. Mm, I love that. Mm-hmm. And on that note, actually, in yeah. terms of like learning styles, like yeah. you say, I think that's so important to cater for, I suppose, mm. people with different learning styles. Myself yeah. and Ivana actually were exploring <laughs> our learning styles. We were. Enough. We took a quiz. <laughs> we did. We took the V-A-R-K quiz. Yeah. Uh, which stands for visual, visual, auditory, read and write, read and write, and kinesthetic. Yeah. Um. So it was really interesting. Actually, mm. it was funny. Like we were a, 
a little bit off each other's actually. Yeah. Um, mine would have been more visual. Yeah. Um, actually, kinesthetic was the highest. Yours was the highest. Yeah. For, us. for yours, yeah. We had like one off. Didn't yeah, we? we did. Yeah. 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 Yours yeah. was eleven, and 11. mine was ten. Yeah. So well, I'm not surprised at that. To be honest, kinesthetic is a genius. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you ever watched yeah. these whole videos, our hands <laughs> you know were always moving. <laughs> But we're yeah. very practical, I suppose, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, so that I think yeah. that portrays. And uh, sometimes, like mm-hmm. you say, yeah, it's nice to kind of be shown how to do something physically. Yes. Do it yourself. Yeah. You know, um, teach someone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the whole teach back yeah. method thing. I think kind of probably is within that as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then reading write was my lowest, so I yeah. scored a three in that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I scored like a seven. Yeah. <laughs> and not then auditory and visual. I think visual was my highest, which I'm not mm. surprised at. And then auditory, I would always read things aloud. Like I definitely think if I mm. see it and then read it aloud to myself, yes. I, I kind of learn it best. So yeah, I think it was bang on with what it, it says. It was very good, yeah. yeah because yeah. I know if I hear something, it's in mm-hmm. one ear out the other. Yeah. Like I actually need to see it. And like you say, yeah. even most times write it down to actually yeah. store it in my long-term memory. Yeah. But definitely to see it written. Absolutely. Hearing gone. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think sure. it's definitely true. Yeah. Um, I think most people are a mixture though so that's important yeah. to highlight as well you know you're not going to just have one specific and that's the only way you'll learn mm-hmm. I think it's good to have a mixture as well because if you've learned something a few different ways you'll remember it easier yeah you know, it's like the repetition of going back over you know they say you need to read something now read it again in 15 minutes read it again in 15 days read it again and you know it, it, that is what helps yeah. to store it in your long-term memory so that you actually won't forget it exactly mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely repetition for long-term memory yeah. so mm, i think it's no, very yeah. interesting and that brings us on to our plan of the week mm-hmm. which is for you guys to Take do the quiz, the quiz. <laughs> yeah i suppose yeah. and it's gonna get like help you get a better understanding mm-hmm. of what your strengths are yeah. and maybe focus on them more for which sure. in turn just makes you more confident and yeah. you excel more in those specific fields mm-hmm. rather than focusing on you know your written for your for yeah, yours exactly. for example you yeah. know yeah um yeah mm-hmm. so i think it's gonna be really interesting we'll yeah. link the quiz below so mm-hmm. check that out let us know how you get on i'm very curious mm. to see everyone's results yeah <laughs> i think it's like an interesting thing to do Absolutely. my sister actually did it in school really? like they properly oh. did a proper assessment so that's i think really it might good. be done in schools now actually. okay brilliant that's mm. great to see that they're doing that yeah. it is and i feel like mm. it helps you kind of maybe even get a better understanding of what route to take in terms of like courses yeah. or you know whether maybe you might be better in apprenticeship or mm-hmm. you know so true yeah because there's so many options out mm. there yeah yeah because i know when she did hair is they gave them kind of i suppose their highest and lowest and yeah. like what jobs could it's best suit them amazing That's yeah really good it oh, is isn't it's it nice to see yeah mm. <laughs> they're improving schools yeah. these days about, they? <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah mm-hmm. so i think that'll be really interesting let us know how you get on and our review of the week then. So we're reviewing yeah. a book. Mm-hmm. Atomic Habits. Yeah. When we left you back in January. Ago, yeah. Yes. We had a little plan for you to mm-hmm. read Atomic Habits. Which we thought would be a great book to yeah. read during January. When you're mm-hmm. either implementing new habits or yeah. breaking old habits. Yeah. Um, whatever you've been up to. We hope you've been getting on well <laughs> with all your habits. Yeah. I hope you've got to read the book or yeah. even a part of the book yet. <laughs> if not, we will yeah. cover a bit of it now anyways. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think there's definitely some really useful tips, I suppose. If you are still on the bandwagon, great. And if you've fallen off it, to kind of implement those and just yeah. aim to, you know get back on those yeah. making or breaking habits every day is a new day start again 
Get back exactly. On yeah. That actually reminds me of one of the quotes in the book. It was like, never missed twice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, literally. So I think, like, if you've missed yesterday, just start, start again today. today. Yeah, exactly. Today's a new mm. day, you know, you need to move on, on and up, on and upwards. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the book I feel like covers quite a lot. Yeah. Um, I suppose it starts by explaining what mm-hmm. a habit is. Yeah. So the book says, a habit is a routine or behavior that is performed regularly and in many ways is automatic. Yeah. So it's doing things without even nearly thinking. Mm-hmm. So I suppose getting up, brushing your teeth. You yeah. know, you're not thinking, oh, I have to get up and yeah. I have to go brush my teeth. Mm-hmm. You're just doing it, yeah. aren't you? It's a habit. That's what you're used to, you know? That's, mm. I think it's important to get to a habit, which the book talks about, it just needs to be something that happens in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's not something you nearly think about. Like you say, it's just something like, I am the person that does this, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think we've spoken about this before. The mm. next part of the book covers habit stacking. So yeah. implementing one habit that you already do and linking mm-hmm. it with another habit that you want to add into your routine. Yeah, which um, makes it easier then, you know, to keep up the habits. It yeah. does, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is like much more realistic because you're yeah. already doing something. Exactly. So you may as well go yeah. and add the other thing on and just mm-hmm. know like, it'll automatically become a new behaviour for you to do. Yeah. And I love how the book talks about the importance of small changes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, changing that 1%, that can all add up That's to part of the big book. changes. Mm-hmm. Because I think, you know, like he says in the book, it's not very often that something humongous happens in your life that's going to completely change it. You know, obviously there's some rare things that can happen, but typically mm. it's that 1% change that gets you there. So he talks about the man with um this stone with that's like knocking a hammer on a stone mm. and that he's hit it a hundred times and it hasn't broke the rock but the hundred and one does break it and it's not that hundred and one that does it it's all those a hundred knocks before it so it's all yeah. those one percents before it that gets you to the result mm-hmm. you know you need to make those small changes that might seem minimal and not important but when you look back you'll actually realise that they are the things that are the most important. That's Mm. what gets you there, you know? I agree. And that actually he speaks about in the book how sometimes you Mm -hmm. reach like a plateau. Yeah. And once you reach that plateau, some people just decide and they're like, oh, do you know what? Like, I'm just going to stop. I can't bother. Mm -hmm. I'm not seeing results. I'm not progressing. But it's just that dish after that plateau Mm -hmm. that helps you like excel and reach those infinite levels um which it's it's so interesting isn't it yeah no i really really love that and it's so true Mm. you know because like he says as well if you go to the gym one day you're not going to come home and have six back like yeah (laughs) that's just not how it happens yeah you need to get into the habit of making it like what he says that you're just the person that goes to the gym you know if you become a person that goes to the gym i go to the gym for an hour three times a week and that's the person who you are that's yeah. what gets you to the person with you know the six pack or being toned or that's what gets you to the end goal you know you need to have those yeah. changes small changes in your life becoming who you want to be will get you to your end goal for sure and I think he also goes on in the book how you know it's great to have goals but mm. sometimes we set goals and that's it we yeah. just write them down Don't but it's anything. focusing on yeah, <laughs> yeah. the actions mm-hmm. um that will lead you to the person yeah. who I suppose achieves those goals you know yeah. what does that person look like what is their daily life 
like mm. you know what did they do what are the actual actions mm. and then you have to start implementing them yeah. in your life you know you can't just have goals written yeah. on a lovely <laughs> sheet of paper yeah, you know yeah. Anything, yeah that yeah. reminds me so my favorite quote from the book or my favorite mm. line from the book is that habits are not a finish line um to be crossed they are a lifestyle to be lived i love that so That's you know such a good quote it's focusing on becoming that person so it's your lifestyle it's just what you do in your life yeah you know and that that way it's easier to keep going Mm. because you're not focused on the finish line you're focused on every step of the race and if every step of the race is important you know it's it's easier to take that one small step and the next step and the next step and the next step rather than if you focus just on that finish line that's 200 meters away that seems huge you know like that's so much harder to get to whereas if you focus on look I'm a person that every day I take one step forward one step forward that's easily done yeah exactly so that's Mm. gradual progression I feel that ties in one of my favorite quotes (laughs) which is success is a product of daily habits not once in a lifetime transformations so I've heard the Italians so well because Mm. sometimes we think that there's gonna be like this one big thing that like changes everything yeah and most of the times that's not the case it's a small little like like you said earlier it's the one percent every day that at the end of the year adds up and Mm -hmm. has made that gradual change into what seems like a big thing and a big success but you've Mm -hmm. literally been tipping away at that every single day to get that point you know Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah um so yeah as well as in the book i think it's important to discuss that he talks about breaking habits as well so he talks about associating bad habits with negative things Mm -hmm. i suppose again change your mindset on them uh and that kind of helps you break that bad habit by thinking about it in like a negative Mm. light yeah or even like hiding it so he says Mm. about you know that if you have, if it's to do with food or something, something you don't want to eat, put that at the back of a press or put it somewhere, don't even have it in the house or have it somewhere that you're not going to see it, you know, yeah. so that you don't have it there in front of you. Yeah. And then the opposite, if it's something that you want to do and a good habit, have it there close to hand exactly so that you can just pick it up you know, like mm-hmm. I was saying to Yana earlier, I keep my gym gear in the car now. Yeah. So that, you know, that. if I'm in town, I'm driving, I'm like, okay, I have a free hour. I'll just go to the gym and my gear is there. I'm ready to go. Exactly. I think it's like he talks about that being mm. like a cue. Yeah. So that's literally ticks you off to either do the right thing or the wrong thing. Exactly. Depending what yeah. you have in front of you in your environment. Yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. And then the fact as well of having that kind of small positive thing or this small reward for doing a positive habit you know you need to have the immediate reward um because you Mm. know typically for positive habits the immediate reward isn't there it's long term yeah and you know it's the negative habits that typically have that immediate reward so you need to try and create um a positive or immediate reward for your positive habits that'll help you get to that long term you know yeah it's very true you know Mm. and sometimes you know you might kind of even with the gym for example you know going there like you say isn't going to get you a six pack yes it gets endorphins flowing but Mm. how do you get yourself to that point before the gym so what he talks about in the book is like doing something that's like exciting prior to the habit to get those dopamine levels up and to Mm. get your motivation so for me that's like playing music Mm. and i'm being (laughs) such a good vibe to go to the gym then and then that energy explodes and they're even more yeah um so it's like doing small things beforehand that will get you into the right Mm -hmm. spirit i suppose of 
doing your new habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm. Um, but yeah, I actually love this book. I read yeah. it ages ago. So I know you have yeah. as well. Yeah. So we were like... We were rereading, perfect. reviewing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like I actually forgot how much like good stuff was yeah. in there that I wasn't, I suppose, implementing mm-hmm. and that I definitely will be now. Mm. I was the same. I was thinking that as well. You know, I was really glad that we actually decided to review this because it allowed mm-hmm. me to reread it. And there was a lot of things that I'd forgotten that are yeah. really important. And I think with habits and with positive changes and good mindset, you need to remind yourself about it. You know, it's it's hard to remember these things all the time. You know, if you don't reflect and review and, you know, yeah. think again on what you want to do and the person you want to become, you know, that's as important. Yeah. And I think understanding and being aware of what habits you want to make or yes, break. Yeah. And in the book, there's like a habit scorecard, mm-hmm. which helps you run through that process in a yeah. really efficient and structured way. Yeah. And I think like, I'm going to do that now and do it again mm-hmm. in a month's time yeah. and just see, you know, how that's changed. So I think it's like reflecting back on it as well is just yeah. as important, which Absolutely. we've covered yeah. already so much. We love a good reflection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we really do. We really do. Um, but yeah, I rate the book. What would you give it out of 10? Oh, it's going to score very high. I really like this book. Mm. Um, I would give it, um, it's easy, it's easy to read. Oh, wait, what did I say out of 10? Don't we usually do it it's out, out of five? It's out of five, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was what? automatically thinking out of five though, so I was oh, like okay. four point. <laughs> I okay. think I'll give it 4.8. Oh, same. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I love that. Okay. It's such a good no, book. No, it is really, really good. And it's an easy read. Because you know yes. the way sometimes I find these type of books, I just can't get into them because mm. they don't keep you interested with like anecdotes and different yeah. things that like that to keep you invested. I think sometimes if a mindfulness book or a book like this about like habits or mm. positivity or kind of a lifestyle improving book, they can be a little bit more monotonous or not as interesting yeah it can be heavy as well heavy sometimes. yeah definitely and it just puts you off yeah but whereas this is book. quite light it's refreshing so and easy to read and I've honestly got so much benefits from it and I've definitely yeah. implemented a lot of it in my daily life and that's exactly it's the implementation yeah. the practical elements mm-hmm. of this book that yeah. I think makes it much better than mm-hmm. any other self-help genre yeah. book yeah and that, they're easy yeah. to implement and mm-hmm. it'll give you positive changes which is amazing yeah. for sure yeah yeah so yeah Thanks, James Lear, for this yeah. lovely book. Um, Hope everyone else enjoyed it as well. Yes, yeah. and if you haven't read it, yeah. look, there's always this month. Yeah, this is, <laughs> we thought it was so good, it got 4.8, so... Absolutely, it's definitely yeah. worth the read. Yeah, for sure. And if not, listen to it. Like we already said, yeah. it is on Spotify. Which is great. Um, and I'm sure Audible and all that yeah. as well. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Plenty but of different yeah. routes, yeah. That's <laughs> it. That is the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a really interesting one. Different yeah. kind of topic for us. Mm-hmm. Let us know if you enjoy these type of topics. Yeah. And if you have any other suggestions along those lines. Absolutely. And I hope everyone keeps following My Beautiful Purpose with regards yes. to the Dyslexia Association of Ireland. Um, and there'll be lots more learning and even more in-depth points on mm. what it means to be dyslexic. And, you know, following along from this conversation as well today. Yeah. So check out Ivana's mm. Instagram. And yeah. she'll be posting those videos and mm-hmm. extra information alongside yeah. this podcast. Um, so yeah next week quote is it is so I love this one same (laughs) I'm so good at sleeping I can do it with my eyes closed (laughs) so a little hint hint what the next episode is about (laughs) and we'll see you next week be sure to tune in love ya bye